Welcome to TikTok Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson. I'm a verified TikTok creator and professional makeup artist based in Dallas, Texas. After gaining over 800,000 TikTok followers in just six months, I became obsessed with helping aspiring creators and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to find your niche, increase your income, and build your influence with short form video content, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and insight from top TikTok creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand on TikTok and beyond. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of TikTok Radio. Welcome back to TikTok Radio. Things have been absolutely crazy around here in the U.S. with the new coronavirus kind of taking the country by storm. I hope you guys are safe and healthy no matter where you're at, and I hope that this podcast can be a little bit of an escape for you from the reality of the situation we're all kind of dealing with. TikTok Radio has been out for a month now, and I am glad to say we have almost hit a thousand streams. We have over 200 listeners, and I'm really excited to see more and more countries on the list for places that our podcast has been streamed. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I super appreciate your support, and I hope you guys are getting some valuable content that you're able to apply to your TikTok profile and account. My new goal is to keep the episodes under 30 minutes because I've gotten the feedback from you guys that shorter episodes fit into your schedule better and you're able to absorb more of the information. So I'm going to apply that feedback and try to shorten these lessons or these interviews so that you're able to listen to them in smaller chunks, which sometimes might mean splitting some of the longer interviews, especially when it's a couple or a group, so that you're not having to sit there as long. So that means there will be a part one and a part two in that case. Personally, that's something that annoys me on podcasts, but I had some people say that they don't mind it in our TikTok squad. If you're not in my TikTok squad yet, make sure you go to TikTok, like the app, dash squad.com. That's our community where you can tune in and get in on the conversation about TikTok as well as access free trainings from yours truly. I'm just so tired of seeing these marketing gurus who have joined the app within the last few months trying to sell me courses and coaching on an app that they're really not familiar with and is not native to them. I've been on TikTok for four years now. Back when it was Musical.ly, I've been through the transformation. We were invited to the launch party for TikTok and attend events closely with the corporate staff. So I'm really excited to be able to offer our insight. That's me and my husband, at Matt, if you guys aren't following him and help you guys grow because I'm super passionate about empowering entrepreneurs and influencers to take control of their brand and of their finances through that. As always, I'm going to have a little TikTok tip and then we're going to go into our interview with Yodeling Haley, aka Haley Sharp. She has some great insight for you guys, even though she's just 17 years old. Real quick, let's hear a word from our sponsor. So I do use Anchor to create this podcast, but if you don't have the Anchor app, you actually should get it anyway just because you can actually send me voice messages and I can respond to them and do like Q&A. So I'm actually going to insert a voice message right here that I got this past week. Hi, do you have any tips where like I get like a blue check also, like just verified too? Because I really want to get more verified than famous. I don't really care about being famous. I just want to, like, 
you know, a girl that inspires people. And just like you, you, you made me inspired, first of all. And you're very beautiful, so stay loved. My heart, that was the sweetest little message to get. I honestly did not really know how the voice message feature worked until I got this message. So thank you, Emma, for sending me that question. Now, I did not expect some of my audience to be as young as Emma, but I should not be surprised because there are people of all ages on TikTok. Now, Emma wanted to know how to get verified on TikTok. I get this question all the time. People say, you're not famous. Why are you verified? Literally all the time, you guys. So my best advice is you need to have a following either on a platform already before TikTok that's established or you need to establish yourself as a popular creator on TikTok. And I will say people that produce controversial content, it is less likely to be verified. So whether that is, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain that, but when you see something that is not something a brand would necessarily want to work with, so think stuff that gets demonetized on YouTube. You know, you can't show someone doing illegal drugs on YouTube and still have it monetized. You don't have people partaking in, you know, excessive drinking, stuff like that, that are monetized on YouTube. So in the same sense, on TikTok, more of the marketable content you make, the more likely you are to become a verified creator, in my opinion. If anyone wants to fight me on that, you know, go for it. Feel free. I would love to hear your experience. A lot of times we're seeing creators not be verified and we can't figure out why. So it's a little bit of a mystery, kind of like Instagram is, but you do have to have an established presence in order to get verified. Now, there are some weird flukes where there are people that have like two or 3,000 followers and got verified. Sometimes that is actually from Musical.ly. So if you were a crowned creator on Musical.ly, which means basically you were verified, it's the same concept, but you you had that from Musical.ly and then, you know, didn't use your account for three years and then came back and got on TikTok. You might have lost a lot of followers because they did go through and delete old unused accounts or accounts that hadn't been used in years. So you could have lost a bunch of followers. Most of the people I'm friends with got verified on Musical.ly and now we still have our verification from Musical.ly that is transferred over to the popular creator badge on TikTok. There used to be a lot of badges. There was like fashion. One time I was fashion badge. There's like comedy. They were badges. So it like categorized you, but that's gone now now there's just verified creator and popular creator businesses and established accounts like that I believe can request a check mark so you know Morphe those brands that are on TikTok are getting verified and then I've seen some people that you know kind of have a following in another area sometimes be verified but there are a bunch of people I follow on YouTube that aren't even verified on TikTok so I don't think it 100% matters at one point it did um, because the verified accounts were the ones that were considered for the link in bio but now that that beta test is being rolled out to a lot more people, then you are able to actually access that without being a verified account. A lot of the people in our TikTok squad are not verified and they have a link in their bio. So it just depends it's not necessarily a make or break for brand deals or anything like that. And definitely don't think that you're less influential or have less of a chance to influence and inspire people if you don't have a check mark. So if you guys have any questions, send me a question or a voice message on the Anchor app and I can feature it in one of our episodes because isn't that fun? I love hearing from you guys. So that was our TikTok tip of the day. Let's get into our interview. 
Haley is a 17-year-old high school student from Alabama, and she in the last year has just blown the heck up on TikTok, and I was super excited that she was able to fit me into her busy schedule for this interview. So without further ado, here is my TikTok chat with Haley Sharp. Hey guys, I'm here with Haley Sharp. You guys might know her as Yodeling Haley on TikTok. She is known for her viral dance videos. I decided to have Haley on the show because she recently appeared in the Doja Cat music video for one of her viral videos, Say So. Welcome, Haley. Hi. <laughs> if we're being honest, we just talked for five minutes and um, I realized I wasn't recording. So we're going to do that again. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. Okay, so Haley, give us the down low on where you're from. How old are you? So I am 17. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. Um, I'm a junior in high school. And yeah. (laughs) So you're still a baby. I remember thinking I was such a grown up when I was 17. And now I'm 27. And I'm like, LOL. Just (laughs) just wait. Okay. (laughs) So Haley, when did you start on TikTok? What got you started? So I downloaded the app in October when it was like super cringy and everyone hated on TikTok, but I sort of stopped using it around December. And then I downloaded it again, like in the spring when my friends started using it after they sort of made fun of it in the fall. And I was like, oh, I'll try it out again. And then I started making videos and my first video blew up in April of 2019. And that was your Michael Jackson dancing video. Yes. I've seen that one. I feel like a lot of people watching, or I always say watching this podcast. I feel like a lot of people <laughs> listening to this podcast have probably seen that one. I was on Musical.ly back like in 2016. So I've been on the yeah. app for a hot, hot second. And I remember mm-hmm. the conversation around it being like, oh, this app is so cringy. Like everyone hated on it. How do you think that's changed just in the last year? It's weird because it's like everyone sort of downloaded it either like for fun or as a joke. Like oh, this app is so bad. I'm going to download it to look at the bad stuff. And then I feel like once people started getting like TikTok famous, I guess, people were like a little more serious about the videos they were making. So I think that sort of helped it become less about like, ew, this app is bad to like liking the app. And it's just so addicting to scroll through and watch. It really is. It's super addicting. I was trying to get these questions ready to talk to you and I kept getting so distracted. I was like trying to look at your feed and then I kept getting on the for you page. And the next thing (laughs) you know, it's like 10 minutes before our interview. I'm always interested to hear like what the difference is, who like your generation kind of sees as people who are famous from the app. So like, who do you think those first few famous people were that like you and your friends knew of that kind of solidified it being a more legit? app so the first tiktokers that sort of made it yeah and to you because it's going to be you know everyone kind of has a different opinion of who's the most famous people on the app like i'm sure we all have totally different people in our for you feed for the most part so who are kind of the people that y'all saw and you're like oh well you know if they could do it i could do it or i feel like the first legit like i would see them as famous people were like probably nice michael and punker irl and Benji and JJ and like Noen, those were like the big TikTokers when I first joined. Mm-hmm. I feel like I saw them as like the first TikTok like famous people. I guess you want to know something funny? 
What? I have no idea who any of those people are. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's always interesting to talk to people yeah. and see kind of like their perception of like who's big on the app. Um, it's really interesting to hear who people think or see or perceive as like the most famous people. Now, of course, we have Charlie, who's like, you know, yeah, the epitome of TikTok famous. Uh, so with your videos, when they started taking off, did you really feel like pressure to keep creating viral content? Whenever like my videos are doing super well, um, like that time period is always easier to make better videos for some reason. It's like, I just feel like super inspired. But if like they start not doing as well, then I'll get sort of discouraged. I'm all about like mental health and like taking care mm -hmm. of yourself and self-care. And that's really hard online sometimes, especially having like a viral presence. How do you deal with the disappointment and the ups and downs? I've noticed it really does just go up and then down like over and over. So I have to learn to just let the waves come and go, but it does get really hard, especially because I'm super busy. I'm a competition dancer. I also still go to school and I also have a TikTok presence. I'm starting to travel a lot for TikTok stuff and I stay super busy and it's like hard for me to be consistent, but I, I feel like I have to. So I feel like I have pressure from like a lot of different places. Do you ever batch your content? Is that something? I don't know what that means. Okay. Well, okay. Here's a little tidbit for our listeners and hopefully you can take something from this. So batching content mm -hmm. would be like filming multiple videos in a row so that oh, one yeah. day when you don't have something to post or you're mm -hmm. in a competition or you're super, you're flying, you know, um, you can have something to post and you're not like stressed out. That might be something you're already doing, but um, it's really helpful especially like we do travel a lot as well and uh, mm -hmm. it's, it takes some of the pressure off. Yeah, I have like a lot of drafts saved. I have like over a thousand drafts. Um, oh, so you've already done that. Yeah, <laughs> but I filmed a chain. Um, I'm, I started a new one and I filmed it like all in one day and just to have them like in my drafts and I'll have them ready for each day. In the morning, I'll usually have an idea of what I'm going to post that day. Sometimes I'll like make a list on my phone of like what I need to get done, like TikTok wise and school stuff and dance. But I do save a lot of drafts and like plan to post them later or. So do you film all your content in the app? Yes, but I recently, I or recently like today I posted a video about like funny videos of, of myself. So I didn't film those in the app. I just like imported them, but yeah, they're all filmed in the app. I'm always curious because it's like different types of creators tend to edit on different platforms. Like, yeah. It's really interesting to hear. But yeah, it makes sense that a lot of the dance ones would be in the app because of the music playing ability. So when did you start seeing super big growth on your account? I know you said that you had that viral video in April of last year, but was it kind of slow and steady from there or did it kind of like skyrocket at one point? Um, It was pretty slow and steady up until I made a dance to the song Nobody by Mitski and that boosted me a little bit but then I made a chain to say so and that's really when I like took off. I was at 300k then and I feel like that was December. I was oh, around wow. 300k then. Yeah. And then say so has basically brought me up into up to a 1.2 million now. That is so crazy. And you, yeah. you just recently hit 1 million too. Cause I remember you posting about it and I was like, how does she only have a million followers? I was so confused. <laughs> I remember like I was in a, I'm in a group chat with some of my TikTok friends and it was like, like every two or three days, it's like, Oh, congrats on 400 K congrats on 500 K. Like it was really weird and it didn't feel like real. It's still like, does I like, don't think I have a million followers. Like I, I know I do, but like, I just don't think that 
I do at the same time. Did it feel real when Doja Cat asked you to be in her music video? Yeah, that was, I was actually in painting class when I got the email. I got a notification on my phone. I like looked at it. I was like, oh my gosh, like the subject was like, say so music video. And like, I, I was like, may I please go to the restroom? And I just like sat in there. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And I like couldn't tell anyone about it. I thought it was funny because we were supposed to talk yesterday. And then yeah. you're like, I actually have something I need to do. And then I saw you posted like, yeah, I'm in the Doja Cat music video. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's what she needed to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think made the Say So dance blow up? Was it because it was a chain or because a lot of people duetted it or you have no idea? I just feel like it's a fun song. And it was like, there wasn't, I mean, there was Renegades, but I feel like there wasn't like an easier like just fun dance I don't know like I feel like it was easy enough for everyone to get but it was also like cool (laughs) and the chain helped I like doing chains I feel like it builds up excitement and I noticed a lot of people were excited for the say so chain how did you hear the song was it because it was a trending like a new song on tiktok no I actually made this like the sound on tiktok like the say so sound used to be my sound but now it says say so by doja cat Oh. So I actually brought this song to TikTok. Oh um, my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was crazy. It was actually like a Friday after school and me and my friend were going to go eat and I took a nap and she was calling me. She's like, where are you? Where are you? And, I, and then she showed up to my house and was like, okay, we're going to eat. And she played Say So in the car. And I was like, this is a really good song. She's like, I know it's from Doja Cat's new album. So then I basically went home and I made up the dance there if I had kept slept, sleeping on Friday then I wouldn't have heard the say so song and it made happens for a reason I know <laughs> okay just for our listeners who are a little bit newer to TikTok can you kind of give the you know cliff notes on what a chain is a chain is where you have one video and then you can do something called duetting the video where you have your video on like the left side of the video you're duetting and then if you duet a video that's like a duet to another video then it's like next to those two it's it's like hard to explain without like seeing it but um I basically start the chain with a small part of the dance at the very end like the last couple of moves I'll have in the first day and then I'll just add on until the dance is finished yeah I think they're fun because they do create like a lot of anticipation and just from a like social media kind of strategy standpoint it makes a lot of sense because it's kind of one of those techniques that makes people keep coming back to your page you said you posted about once a day when you were first kind of starting how often do you post now I like to be able to post like two or three times a day if I can sometimes there's days where I have nothing at all and it sucks and I can't post anything sometimes just one but usually just like one to three a day. And before you started on TikTok, did you have like any other following on any other app? No, like not at all. (laughs) It's so interesting because we see that with TikTok over a lot of other platforms just because of like the insane organic reach. There's so many Mm -hmm. people that go from like zero to, you know, a million followers in what, less than a year. Do you pay attention to like the analytics at all? Yeah, I try not to sometimes. Well, because it's like, I'll just get so caught up in the numbers. I'll sometimes go back on my old videos and see like if it's playing on the For You page or if it's on the following page. 
just to see where people are seeing it. Does that kind of help yeah. you decide like what kind of content to create or do you just kind of do whatever you want and see how it does? I try to do whatever I want because I think if I think about numbers so much and like what's going to do well and what's not, then it's like I've lost the purpose of making videos, which is doing what I want, which is what I did in the beginning. Right. I try to just post what I want, but sometimes if I'll see like something that's trending, then I'll be like, oh, people might like that. It's like trending now. I'll do it. So I know one thing that people bring up a lot is like crediting choreographers and stuff. How has that kind of been? People will comment on Charlie's videos and be like really hateful about like not crediting. Mm -hmm. And like, I just, it's just kind of like a hot topic right now on TikTok. So how have you dealt with not being credited? Cause I'm sure, I mean, like when I first learned that the say so dance, I like didn't know it was you, but I think, you know, a lot of times people really don't know, or there's a lot of gray areas. So how has like your experience been with the credit side of things? When I made up my, it's, I think it's known as the American boy dance now or the Chanel dance back in October, I got basically zero to no credit for that one. So it was always like cool, like, oh, look who did my dance. Isn't that cool? They use the sound or whatever, but it kind of sucked watching people blow up doing the dance that I actually spent such a long time like doing, making the chain. I think that's probably the dance I spent the most time on out of all of them. So I've been through not being credited. So I really like know (laughs) how much it sucks. So when the Say So Dance started blowing up, I commented on a lot of people's stuff and I'd say stuff like, I love that dance that I made up. <laughs> you know, like if they don't give me credit, just because it's like, I wouldn't have been able to go to LA and like meet Doja Cat and be in her music video without credit. Right. You're sort of taking away opportunities from someone if you're not crediting them. Yes. And sort of just like, as a dancer, I think we both understand yeah. how important choreography is. And I mean, Balanchine's choreography is literally copyrighted. So yeah. there's a lot of like artistic... Um, artistic liberties people can take but it's still the same Mm -hmm. choreography and if this was like you know Hollywood you wouldn't be able to do that and a lot of people are like it's just a dance or it's a trend or everyone knows it's yours I kind of understand it's like it's a trend and it's hard to trace back who did it but then again if we had credited the person in the first place then there wouldn't have been like any sort of problem with knowing whose it was Yeah, but I totally agree. It's hard because there is stuff on TikTok that is these kind of unknown trends that we don't know where it came from. And then sometimes people can unintentionally do a lot of harm without even realizing it. So I was really happy when they put you, when you posted that, I was like so happy because I know there is issues with dances being credited and it would have been so like upsetting, I think, for creators to see someone create this like really viral content and then not get the recognition and kind of the highlight and that the cameo you got to do in the music video for it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've kept up with like the renegades situation. Yes. Going on. It's, it's, (laughs) it's kind of crazy, but I've, I like wondered because I remember seeing that dance probably like November, December, I don't know, like a while ago. And I'm like, who made this up? Because I had already been not credited before. Like I had no idea. And I had thought it was that, I think it's like that couple that made it up. And I was like, oh, it was them. And then it just became such a big thing. And I'd always wondered who made it because I just had no idea. Um, And we're kind of seeing the same thing right now, currently. Now this podcast is probably going to be like two or three weeks out. So this might be old news by then. Mm -hmm. But right now with the Todrick, um, I started up on the- Oh, the attention, yeah. Yeah. I actually had met the- the guy that's in that video 
at a competition one time and I I was so weird to like see yeah that that situation is also like it's the same thing it's like because I had seen other people's videos before I even saw the original one on my free page and they didn't credit them then it's confusing because it's yeah. not in chronological order so then you have no idea you have to go back and look at the dates and yeah this yeah I have the girl's name's Presley right is that her name yes I had seen her do it on my for you page and I remember thinking like how does this girl not have more followers and then I saw her do it again and then I started seeing Mm -hmm. other people doing it and then I saw Charlie do it and then everyone flipped out I kind of feel bad for Charlie though because if any other 15 year yeah if any other 15 year old did a trend that they saw as just a trend didn't know that it was someone's original choreography and then had 25 million people what is it what does she got now 29 something she's like she hit 30 million like yesterday oh wow okay yeah see I can't even keep up that was like 25 mil was like last week Mm -hmm. okay yeah I mean being in the spotlight obviously people are going to be more critical of you but um yeah yeah, I feel bad because now on every caption she posts like if someone's already done this please tell me so I can credit them I'm like oh and I definitely don't think it's like Charlie's fault at all because it's it's all over the for you page you can't it's so hard to trace it back it really is I couldn't even tell it was Presley's video at first yeah I was like oh I guess it is like people might have like changed it you know like changed the moves or like heard the song and done like a kick and a split but not done exactly what they did but even then it's like they should say like inspired by this person kind of going off of the hate that Charlie deals with have you had to deal with like bullying and stuff like that on the app I definitely do get hate comments but they're they're mostly just like sort of about like how my body looks and like my looks than anything else so it's not fun but I'm surprised that I haven't gotten as much hate from being in the Say So music video just because I was expecting people to be mad for some reason. Like, oh, they're letting the TikTok people, I don't know, like stuff like that. But I didn't get as much hate as I thought I was going to get, which is exciting, which sounds like kind of bad. I totally get that. No, yeah. it's funny because I would, well, I guess because I'm on TikTok, I have the opposite reaction where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool that they're putting TikTokers in music videos. But I guess people yeah. who, you know, are haters are going to have issues with everything. So how do you kind of cope with people like saying things about you? Because I know that's harder. Honestly, you saying like that, oh, they, they're just saying stuff about like my face and my body. Like to me, that would be so much harder to deal with than yeah. someone saying stuff about like, oh, you know, you suck at dance. Like, you know, I don't even know like how I like deal with it. I just feel like I've never been super girly. I don't know if that's not the right word. I never like dress up nice to school or try to like impress. I don't wear makeup like too often. So I guess it's just like in me to like not care that much. I think the worst one, just the one that hurt my feelings the most was just why are you built like that? It's like, I don't know. I just don't like the way that sounds. (laughs) That's really the only time it's like really upset me, I guess. Oh my gosh, people can be ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that being on TikTok, like, has made you feel pressured to, like, dress or, like, kind of look a certain way? Or do you kind of feel like you've been able to keep a level head and not be influenced by that? Yes, kind of like, I remember I went to Greenville recently for a dance competition, and my friend had come up to my room, and then we were going to go downstairs to get Starbucks from, like, the Starbucks at the hotel. And I was wearing like sweatpants and a sweatshirt and like a beanie, like basically just rolled out of bed. My hair was like barely brushed. And I go into the Starbucks and I was stopped for a picture like three different times. Oh my gosh. In the Starbucks. And I was I was like, 
this is so awkward. I look so bad. <laughs> and like, I don't know. So that's when I realized I was like, I need to probably start looking nicer. But then again, it's like, I still don't care that much, I guess. Sometimes I feel like a pressure to start like changing and looking nicer in my videos or dressing nicer or looking nice when I go like out to eat. I guess I'm just too lazy to like care that much, I guess. I feel that in my soul. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like you really do have kind of a different brand than a lot of the girls on the app that we see because I think that there's a lot of girls that, you know, kind of the sexy dance thing yeah. is a thing, um, which yeah. is especially concerning when it's younger girls, but I won't yeah, get into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do. I admire that you are yourself. And like, I can tell that just by looking at your content. So I think, yeah, I think that a lot of people probably like that about you. So the percentage of the people that are, you know, hateful or judgmental for it don't really matter because that's something we're seeing so much on social media now. And I think the reason TikTok is more successful, I guess, or, you know, people are gravitating Mm -hmm. towards it is because it's a lot more organic. It's not like, yeah, this super curated feed of someone looking perfect with sugar bear hair to sell you, you know? Yeah. The last thing I want to ask you before our speed round, which I do with every one of our guests, um, is if you were going to go back and start TikTok over like today, knowing what you know now, how would you start differently? I honestly don't know. I really like, I'm, I'm really proud of myself for how I started up because I definitely if you look at my content from seven, eight months ago, it's definitely not at all what I'm doing now. I don't know. I'm just glad that I started like with funnier stuff and then I got into the dancing. I don't know. I really like how I started. That's like okay. I like That's a good way my too. Yeah. First started posting kind of comedy content and then what made yeah. you switch to dance content? It was um, when I did like the chain until my birthday. Like it did really well and people really liked it. So I was like, oh, they like it. And I had like a lot of fun doing it. If I didn't like to do the dance stuff, then I would stop. I feel like a lot of creators are doing stuff and I feel trapped because they're like, oh, they like when I do this. But I'm like, if you're, if you don't like it, then don't do it. So if I didn't like doing the dance content, I wouldn't. But yeah. that's basically when it switched. Yeah. And there's so many people that create content just for it to go viral and then they mm-hmm. end up kind of stuck in a niche they don't want to be yeah yikes so what advice would you give to someone starting their tiktok account today just do what you want and don't follow the trends too much why do you say that i think it's like the people that follow the trends it's like you'll never really have your, your own like tiktok identity i guess which sounds <laughs> that sounds like stupid but it's like no, that's totally if a thing. You don't, if you don't like brand yourself or have a certain thing that you're known for. If you just do what everyone else is doing, then you just blend in with everybody else. So have you kind of had to give yourself a crash course in like branding and marketing or did it, everything just kind of come naturally to you? It was like super weird at first when people are like asking like, hey, we're interested in doing this. What's your rates for posting and I'm like I don't know I've never posted any brand content before I just had to like go off of advice from some of my fellow creators I guess do you have like any mentors or like a manager anything you work with not yet not yet 
exactly. I'm um, always curious about that because yeah, on a lot of platforms when we see people with millions of followers, you They've know, they got would, like a team behind them. Right. They would have like an agent or something. So that's something I've seen that's really interesting um, with TikTok is like a lot of people are still doing all their own negotiations and, mm-hmm. um, you know, are still the person to contact. So yeah, it sounds like dramatic, but I feel like sometimes, times I'm like nervous like to have um like an agent or a manager like for the future like if it's like they start playing a role in like what I'm posting I guess but for now I'm just it's just me basically now I know in your interview with Vox uh you Mm -hmm. said you had made 17 dollars from TikTok is that still the case or have you done more kind of brand deals since then that's like what I made from like live streams now I am banned from going live because I'm not 18 I thought um, it was 16. Because, yeah, I went live one day and all of a sudden it just stopped. And I was like, why did it stop? And it was like, you're a minor. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Well, that's news to me. Well, I've always been told it was 16. Interesting. Oh, okay. From live streams, I've made $296, but I've also done brand stuff and I've made definitely a lot more money from um, like brands than I would right. from a live stream. That's kind of what we're seeing. And as you should, because it's stuff that's staying in your feed, you know? Mm -hmm. So the speed round, um, this is going to be five questions. That's just going to be kind of like the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite TikTok trend? I like the, I feel like I'm Gucci Mane in 2006 and the 2020 president candidate. (laughs) I think that's funny. Okay. Favorite TikTok creator. Mm, who do I who do I like I don't know I'd say probably just like all my friends I love to watch their content and see what they're up to I guess what's your favorite tv show I don't really watch tv not even I don't know Netflix I like, isn't that yeah. what all the kids are doing these days I don't I don't watch a lot of Netflix but I'd probably say like you oh like such a you. good one okay yeah. you'll have to go check out my husband and I are doing a series of you but it's like our own version of it. Ooh. It's kind of funny. So that's kind of his thing right now. Okay. Favorite podcast? I like the H3 podcast. Cool. And then who is your biggest influence um, on or off the app? I think dance wise, I've always looked up to Lucy Bellaley. She's really cool. <laughs> um, just everything she does is cool. I also really like Emma Chamberlain's vlogs. I think she's super funny. I like Ethan and Ela um, from H3, and I love Teddy Fresh, like their clothing brand. So that's sort of, they've helped like inspire like how I dress, I guess. Awesome. Okay, well, that about wraps it up. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me, thank Haley. You. Thank you for having me. Of course. If you guys want to check out Haley's content, I'm going to link her profile in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to this week of TikTok Radio. Next week, we'll be talking to Nick and Sienna. They are the adorable father-daughter duo who create viral songs. They've appeared on Ellen twice, and I can't wait for you guys to hear from them. Peace out, Girl Scouts.